0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker.
0: Welcome into the Wednesday edition of The Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borke. Thank you, as always, for making the podcast a part of your day. Master's Wednesday, even though unfortunately no parfait. Uh, par three. I was about to say par five. That would, that would have been something. Uh, par three contest. None of that for you today, unfortunately. One of the things that uh, will not be there this Masters week, including the patrons. But good to be with you nonetheless. I've got uh, a treat for you, Ben Mince, good guy Ben Mintz. Barstool Mincy. Now is what you got to call him. Uh, will be joining us on the podcast today. He's uh, blowing up. I mean, nationally blowing up, but especially around Ole Miss circles. I know a lot of people are uh, are proud to have a guy like him at the uh, Barstool HQ. So we'll talk to Ben, uh, what it's like moving to New York and working for Barstool and all that stuff, get his thoughts about Ole Miss in South Carolina this weekend, get some picks in, all that good stuff. But before we get to Ben, I do want to remind you, of course, the show is brought to you every single day by LBs just across from Kroger. On University Avenue, right there in Oxford. The weather, like I keep telling you, the weather this weekend is supposed to be beautiful. Stop by and see Greg. Tell him we here at the Rebel Report and Super Talk sent you, and get something to go behind the girl this weekend. They also have daily lunch specials every single day. Well, every work day, Monday through Friday, but they are open seven days a week. So go by LBC, Greg. Tell him we sent you, and let's get started. So here he is right now, Ben Mince Barstool Mincy. A really fun conversation, as always, uh, with this guy. So we'll get to that uh, here right now. Now we welcome on Ben Mintz, or I guess we should call him Barstool Mincy, because this is the third time now he's making an appearance on this podcast. And the first time was in Oxford playing a lot of online poker, making picks, doing all that stuff. The second time we talked to him on this podcast, he moved from Oxford to Baton Rouge to do radio at one of the best – Small. They call it a small market, but best small market radio stations in the country. The production value, everything is fantastic. So he goes from Oxford to Baton Rouge. And then the next time we talk to Ben Mintz, he's walking around Manhattan on his way to Barstool Headquarters. Man, what a journey this has been in the last like six, seven months for you.
1: Man, it's been insane. I mean, this is the fourth city I've lived in in 2020. Started the year in Shreveport, Louisiana where I got let go in mid-March from doing Drive Time Sports Radio. Did Oxford for three months during COVID. That was uh, where we kind of caught back up. Then moved to ESPN Baton Rouge in early July. Was hoping I'd work there for five years because, as you said, I have nothing but positive things to say about it. And then uh, this Barstool thing kind of happened out of nowhere in early October. So Shreveport, Oxford, Baton Rouge, New York City, just how I had it drawn up in the 2020 playbook.
0: So now we're we're allowed to talk about it. So after Ole Miss beat Kentucky in, in overtime, uh, a video of you went viral of you just losing your mind in your living room, pumped up that Ole Miss just beat Kentucky. And then that day, in your direct messages, appears Dave Portnoy. What happened next?
1: So basically, I was driving Sunday morning to do our football Sunday show uh, that I did with Rohan David, old LSU great quarterback, and Jimmy Ott. And my phone went off like a nuclear bomb on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. And I looked down, and Dave Portnoy retweeted, FDC football just kids different. It's me going nuts, doing a hottie totty, just the whole deal. And uh, then I looked down, and Dave Portnoy follows me on Twitter. And I was like, what's going on here? And then 15 minutes before we go on the air in Natchez for Football Sunday, I got a DM, Dave Portnoy, says, is this you? And I said, damn right it is. <laughs> and he, and he, he said, we're ready for you to come work for us at Barstool Sports in New York. And I just jumped out of my chair. I was just like, I cannot even believe uh, what just happened. And then the first time Portnoy calls me, we scheduled a phone call for that m- next day or Monday. I was standing out on the bluff side, Natchez by the Mississippi River, and I say Hello. And the first thing he says to me is, your voice sounds exactly how I hoped it would, but the Southern drawl." Because, uh, You know, I know my voice irritates some people, but you certainly know it's me, or Patrick Mahomes, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, so he said, and then the next thing he said, he goes, look, I don't know everything about life, but I've been pretty good about finding talent, and you're my guy, and I was just like, man. <laughs> you know, I didn't really know how to react to that, but I was very, very excited, and he gave me the option of moving to New York or staying in the South, uh, but you know, he, he obviously preferred me move to New York. And, you know, I thought about it for about a day or two. And I was just like, man, I'm an idiot if I don't move up here and get immersed in this culture. It's such a unique company and situation. And, you know, to be in my mid-30s and get a whole new journey, I've only spent one night my whole life in New York. And so this is all new to me. But uh, I embrace the adventure. Uh, it's exciting. And so far, it's been a pretty seamless transition. Uh, living in uh, me, I brought my producer who filmed that video with me, Playboy Marty. Uh, at Martin Black Twenty on Twitter, real fun dude, and uh, we went up to Oxford for Auburn-Ole Miss and had a, a huge time. Got to uh, got to thank Parish Buchanan, who uh, you know as well from your fraternity days. Uh, he's us run the marketing and the Ole Miss Athletic Department for game day. He helped us get to meet Lane Kiffin, uh, which was certainly cool. Gave us some tickets to the game, and you know I wanted to just make sure I got my face out in Oxford before I took this job because. A lot of Ole Miss people know me. They know me real well in Oxford because I've lived there for 10 years, and I worked at Proud Larry's, and I'm part of the city grocery, left field tailgate at Swayze Field. But as far as, like, sports radio and stuff, you know, I was real based out of Louisiana, being in Shreveport, ESPN, Baton Rouge, and so I hadn't been on as much Mississippi sports radio. And so I really appreciate you having me on this podcast, too, because anything I can do to connect with Ole Miss fans, uh, I'm excited to do. And on the first week at Barstool, my first day – I did the stream for Saints, Bears, Big Cat on All Saints Day, and the Saints made a field goal at the end, and I played when the Saints go marching in on my phone, <laughs> and the field goal went through, and everybody lost it in the office. I was just dancing around the office. But uh, the most interesting thing that's happened since I've been hired happened on the second day, where I'm just sitting in my workspace, and it's like an open-air workspace. Dave Portnoy's office is literally like four yards So. They do a thing called the rundown every day. It's like a big thing with Barstool. I guess they kind of just go over stuff that's going on around Barstool and sports world. So Dave and Big Cat do the rundown, and they, Dave said, hey, Brandon, Brandon Walker, the Mississippi State guy, come on, I want you to do the rundown. Brandon stands up and is walking toward the rundown, and Dave comes and grabs me. He's like, nah, I'm going with the other Mississippi <laughs> guy. And makes Brandon go sit down. And Dave challenged me. He's testing me. Puts me on the spot sitting between him and Big Cat. I mean, literally, like, what, two of the biggest stars in sports media in the entire world? And he's puts me on the spot 10 seconds before it with no preparation to see how I do. And, I mean, I thought it was the best segment I've ever done in my whole life. I mean, I just crushed it. Uh, I just uh, I had them both laughing so hard. Dave looked at me one time and just goes, you got a presence about you. And I said, well, that's exactly what I'm going for. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, told, I just I looked at Dave, though, and I said, man, I've had the craziest year. Eight months ago, I got let go in Boger City, Louisiana. Now I'm working for Barstool Sports. It's like it's the American dream. And he loved it. He put it on his Instagram story. Uh, and that I think I really kind of showed him something. And then now I'm, I'm on Pick Central, which is on the Barstool Serious channel, 85 every day from 11 to noon, uh, enjoying doing that. And then I'm doing a morning. you can, On my Twitter and Instagram, I'm doing a morning uh, wake-up-mintsy morning video. And then we do an after-dinner-mints video. And then I'm just kind of immersing myself in the culture. Um, Brandon Walker and I are going head to head on trivia tonight, college football. So we're having a little old Miss state battle on that. I feel pretty good about, I feel, feel about as good about my chances in this as I do about this pending egg bowl, considering what's going on with state right now.
0: Yeah. They're a, uh, they're a disaster uh, at the moment. And uh, they got lucky. I don't mean to put it that way because you don't want kids to get COVID, but they got lucky that game got canceled this weekend because Auburn was going to embarrass them. But then it's not like they get a break because they have Georgia after that. But how have the picks gone, by the way, since you started at Barstool? Have they been good? Like, are, are you winning? Are you making money?
1: Uh, I've been about 50 percent. About I'm a slight loser, but not doing bad. I went five and five on NFL this week. Actually, I went three and four on Saturday and five and five pro football. So eight nine weekend. Certainly not great, but you know, not a disaster either. Um, but I'm I'm gonna get it rolling. Hopefully this weekend. Uh, I've been having a good football season. My college has been strong all year, man. I've been a little weaker uh, this year, to be transparent. But you know, really uh, just enjoying everything, man. I, I'm I'm just so excited. I'm trying to make it back to the South for the old Miss LSU game, but. Uh, Borky, I don't know if you heard this, but with this LSU-Bama cancellation, I'm hearing there's a chance that LSU on this game can get moved from December 5th to another date now.
0: Yeah, they're, they're considering all kinds of stuff right now. It's hard to keep up, honestly. I, I think it, it would serve everybody right to just move the SEC championship back one week. Just push it back a week and give everybody else an extra week to get it all done because the schedule shuffling thing, I think, is kind of unnecessary. Just move the championship game back one week. I don't see why that would be a problem or what the hang-up would be. Do what you can to get the season done because just doing the schedule shuffling and possibly canceling a game in favor of making sure that Alabama and Florida all both have a game before, it, that's all a mess. Just move the championship back and work from there. That sounds easy to me.
1: No, I like what you're thinking, but from a selfish perspective, anything involving getting Ole Miss LSU moved to December 19th, I'm all for because Patrick Mahomes and the Honey Badger play the Saints in New Orleans on Sunday, December the 20th. And I want to come home for Christmas and go to Ole Miss LSU and Chief Saints. So, what a weekend so, Yeah, exactly. Those are like literally the four teams I care about the most in the world. So I whatever I, we can do to put that out to the universe, I'm, I'm, I'm here to do.
0: <laughs> so uh, going back to like your first day at Barstool, when you walk into the Barstool office, what's that like? Because you see videos and stuff like that. And I told you this, uh, I think, last time before we recorded, because you kind of knew this, that this was happening, but we couldn't talk about it. Um, Barstool is quickly becoming, like, the epitome of sports media. It used to be ESPN. ESPN was what everybody in, in, in our field wanted to work. That It was ESPN and nobody else. That's all it was. Now, especially with the way they've handled the pandemic, I mean, Barstool's growing when everybody else is is cutting – they're either stagnant or they're literally cutting jobs. Barstool's doing the exact opposite. Um, well, well, I appreciate you. Yeah, my internet just it just stopped working. I had to reconnect. So, I'm gonna take off. all right, here we go. Anyway, so so you walk into after a little technical difficulties, you walk into the Barstool headquarters for the first time. What was that like?
1: So I walk in on a Sunday, and uh, you know, kind of came in with a blank canvas. But I got to say, something that happened behind the scenes, I want to mention before me getting hired. That that, uh, that was really important was uh so they when they were looking at me that night, Big Cat has done a ton, thank you cheers. Big Cat's done a ton of stuff with ESPN with Baton Rouge through pardon my take. He's had done a lot of stuff with Coach O, and so when they were looking into me, Big Cat called three people in Baton Rouge. I know one of them was T. Bob Abear, who I'm very close friends with. I've been part of off the bench for four years, and uh, they called him. I believe he called Michael Bonnet, who's the LSU Sports Information Director, and I don't know who else. And they asked it about me, and everybody said, Look, <laughs> you're, you know, you got You got y'all, y'all are making a good move here. They all went to bat for me. And so uh, that, that really helped my relationship. It was Derek Pomanski. I can't not mention him. That's former O's right hand man uh, with administration running the football team. He used to do off the bench at Jordy Colonna before they hired T Bob in 2017. And all those guys went to bat for me. And Big Cat hit me up on Twitter saying, hey, you know, if Derek Kamansky likes you, I like you. Because uh, he's like, I love Baton Rouge. And uh, anybody that vouches for you down there, you're good. And so that made me feel really comfortable just knowing that was uh, looking forward to having me because how big a star he is. And you can feel Big Cat's leadership all over the office. Because Dave is in and out of there a lot because he's so busy. But Big Cat, man, that dude works. I mean, he's always working. He's always there. And so you kind of, you can kind of feel his leadership and the fact that he was on my side going in was uh, certainly a huge, huge positive, but man, I kind of walked, I'm going to be honest, man, I wasn't, I hadn't been nervous once. Uh, I think we kind of talked about on this uh, conversation, how much I respect I have for ESPN Baton Rouge and and Guarantee Media and ESPN Baton Rouge prepared me for this. I mean, they have a $400,000 new studio, professionalism down there. You know, I didn't walk into a situation that I wasn't prepared for. and uh, I kind of, you know, we kind of jokingly call it the, the farm system for Barstool Sports because Joey Molinaro, who does the impressions, kind of came out of there too. And um, and Playboy Marty, who came up there with me, worked there. And so we're kind of the new little farm system for Barstool. But, you know, I just feel like I, I hadn't put it, gotten put in any spots that I wasn't prepared for so far.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Bedman's, of course, uh, here on the podcast. And – uh, so now what? You, you just get started there. You, you said you're on a couple of shows. Is Do you have anything in the works that you can tease us? Is there like men's well, merch that's about to come out that we can buy or something like that?
1: Well, the first thing I want to say is uh, the stool. Like, so I, I, I followed Dave Portnoy and followed the pizza reviews, but I, I wasn't like a huge bar stool guy going in. And I think that's benefited me because I've been detached a little bit coming in and it's all new. And I didn't have anything like built up in my head to be nervous about. But, man, i got to tell you this. These stories, man, I'm getting hundreds and hundreds of messages a day from new fans. It is blowing me away. I'm so grateful. And, I mean, I'm getting me- – yesterday I got a message from Leeds, England, and Scotland, and Canada. I mean, this thing I- – I've just never seen anything like it. And uh, the Ole Miss fans have been awesome. They've been super supportive. I'm getting a lot of support uh, from New Orleans because they're happy to finally have a Saints fan on there. And uh, I'm kind of blown away because, you know, you deal with something that's national like this, there's always going to be some haters, but there had not been many. I mean, even the Mississippi State fans, I guess, like they like the ones that like the Saints and like widespread panic still like me, even if I'm an old Miss guy. And so uh, it's, it's 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 blown me away. And uh, I just am very excited. The stuff to tease. So I do wake up mint C's, like a minute video every morning, like me getting hyped for the day. I do after dinner mints, which is kind of like a pop of mint. And, talk about whatever I'm doing that night. I'm doing the pick central every day. We got some plans in the works. So I can tease uh, some more Patrick Mahomes stuff that's coming because, you know, how am I, there are how many hundreds of millions of people in the world, and the one that's got my voice is the NFL MVP and Super Bowl winner. I mean, I hit the lotto <laughs> on that, so we got to roll with it. Uh, I'm going to really focus on – so I want to talk a touch about this. So pin Gaming, which is, has a very big presence in Mississippi and Louisiana – uh, and Barstool partnered up. They own 36% share in Barstool right now. So that's Ameristar, Vicksburg, Hollywood, Tunica, and I believe Margaritaville, Biloxi in Mississippi. Well, Louisiana also just passed the sports gambling on the ballot on November 3rd, and they own Burge Lake Charles, Burge Baton Rouge, and Margaritaville Bozier in Louisiana. And they're So Barstool sports books are going to be coming soon to Mississippi and Louisiana, and I'm going to be a big, big part of that. And that's going to be a whole lot of fun for when I come back south. I'm going to do a lot of stuff in all those places. So uh, that's something to be excited about. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep doing Pick Central, keep doing the daily videos, and just uh, anything they ask me to do, I'm just going to do. I went to the Barstool Gambling House in Philadelphia last weekend for the first time, which I uh, really, really enjoyed that. That was that was pretty cool. And you know, I think the big thing is why I came up here is just I'm, I'm saying no to nothing. People ask me to do stuff. I'm doing it, I'm trying to get my name out there, my brand out there, and, just have a good attitude every day, and uh, we'll
0: see what happens. Man, we need to get we need to get two things in Mississippi. One, we need to get a Barstool sports book in Mississippi as soon as possible. Because it, I did love the, the video that Fortnoy shared the other day of this one blue checkmark in particular that kept constantly talking about how pen gaming and Barstool sports books are going to fail. That cracked me up. Uh, they look amazing, and we've got to get what Pennsylvania has here in this state. So I don't know if you knew this or not. So we have sports gambling in Mississippi. It is legal. But you have to be on the property to do it. So where, where you went, the, the Barstool uh, – the, the sports book there in Philadelphia, but you, all you need is an app, and you can use the Barstool Sportsbook, right? I, I'm understanding yes. that correctly. Yeah, you can do that sportsbook here. App. Yeah, the
1: Barstool Sportsbook app is good. And that is what needs to happen in Mississippi because – Man, especially with COVID, people aren't really wanting to go to casinos right now. And so people would much prefer, uh, instead of going to casinos, they would rather just do it from the comforts of their own home, you know, and uh, be able to click on the app. I think it's going to, the state of Mississippi is going to see how much more money that will make them at some point. And so I wouldn't be surprised if eventually we get to that. But, you know, who who knows? Uh, I was happy to see Louisiana actually get it finally, too, though.
0: You called that, by the way, a few months ago. You said that was going to happen.
1: Yeah, well, that was why they they told me when I got hired by ESPN Baton Rouge, that was the main focus of them hiring me was because they knew that was coming. And they thought I was going to be a fit with that. And so, you know, that's another instance of why ESPN Baton Rouge is great because they're forward thinking and, know, you know, kind of know what's uh, going on. But, yeah, that's uh, the Louisiana thing might hurt Mississippi a little bit, though, uh, especially Natchez, because a lot of Baton Rouge people go up to Natchez to bet sports. Well, now they can just go to merge Baton Rouge in a year. So that that might uh, might hurt a little bit.
0: Which is why we need that that mobile gambling side of things because, uh, like for example, I'm sitting in the Jackson area right now. If I wanted to go place a bet on any game, I have to drive over an hour, no matter where I wanted to go. Vicksburg, uh, Natchez is further, or, or the uh, the the good people at Pearl River Resort in Philadelphia. It's it's over an hour to get there, and yeah. that's just unexpected. This is the biggest metro area in the state, the biggest population center. And it's an hour at least to go fed on sports. And that's just crazy to me.
1: Yeah, it just, I mean, it's kind of baby steps, one step at a time. But, you know, I obviously agree with you. And Look forward to the day where that doesn't happen, where, where it's more, uh, a little more convenient. I'm going to be doing, I think I'm, it looks like I'm going to be doing a radio show at a very start Vicksburg, possibly over the uh, Christmas holidays, too.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Good to hear it. So uh, I've got to ask about the dynamic between you and Brandon Walker. I mean, it's no secret that Barstool is going to be pushing the the Ole Miss versus State thing because I think it cracks them up more than anything else. I did see Big Cat kind of roast Mississippi State fans recently about that. What's that dynamic been like? And Are you and Walker like, are you guys buddies? What's
1: going on with them? We look, the old Miss State stuff, there's a lot of animosity on the old Miss State stuff and there always will be. Because the amount of you know, I jokingly call it Mississippi hate because these state men fans, I mean, it must be hard to carry that kind of burden on earth where they just live with so much hate in their heart toward old Miss. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. I mean it's crazy. I mean it's just insane. They're just constantly fixated on old I mean, they're more really worried about Old Miss losing than state winning. Like literally. <laughs> And it's just, I mean, I think it's a sorry way to live. I feel bad for him, to be honest. But uh, he's one of those. And so, I mean, I am going to go hard, hard. Like, I was going hard at him on that stream with the Vandy-Mississippi State game because Vandy, if they could have taken care of the football, would have won that game. They had gained him by 200 yards. But, uh, but, yeah, no, the Ole Miss State stuff, look, I know Brandon Walker. I mean, when I was in Oxford for all- Auburn-Ole Miss, I probably had 80 people come to me and say, "You better give this guy a lot of hell." And uh, when it comes to Ole Miss State stuff, he because I'm just you know I've I've had it with him slandering our school's great name uh, up there. You know we got to put a stop to this. And also got to mention we have a bet on the egg bowl, where the winner gets to throw eggs outside in the cold New York weather at the loser, and you get to throw as many eggs as the final score, like the point margin. So oh my if gosh! Miss, if Ole Miss runs it up on State, I better get my right arm ready because I'm going to be chunking <laughs> eggs at this dude for
0: a while. Well, at least you made the bet this year. I mean, I guess you know everybody likes to say throw out the record books and rivalries or whatever. But currently, right now, if that game was being played Saturday, Ole Miss would win by four touchdowns. State's in a bad, bad way right now.
1: I mean, at this point, is State even going to have a team to dress out with all the opt-outs? What are you going to have like thirty-five people on the sideline at that point?
0: I mean, they were, when they played Vanderbilt, they were one player above the 50. So they had 54 guys, one player above the, the 53 limit to actually play a game.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, and that's not even dealing with COVID. That's just dealing with people quitting the program
0: in the middle of the season. But, you know, some people around here want to tell you it's regular uh, attrition. But I got
1: to uh, ask you, what would you think of Mike Leach saying, if you're not willing to be patient, go find another program and how state fans responded to that?
0: Man, I was – so we had – it's it's like two different worlds. So social media, I saw a lot of people that did not like what he said, hated it. And I talked to a couple of state fans personally that also hated it. But we talked about it on the radio show, and fans were like, yeah, what he said was right. That was good. He needs to tell the fans to be patient. I kept thinking, man, it, it, this isn't Pullman, Washington anymore. I it, it's too early to say that Mike Leach will never work at Mississippi State because if you look at Washington State, he went three and nine his first year and three and nine his third year. And he ended up winning there at a basically unprecedented level. So, not saying it's done, like he's done and it won't work, but right now the product is awful. And if fans are mad, number one, don't tell them to go coach their own team because they're not getting paid $5 million right now to coach your current one. And second of all, if fans are frustrated, it means they care. It's not – there are expectations in the SEC, and people care around here. I thought it was bad form and, and for lack of a better term, kind of shitty. I mean, what are you doing right now? Your product sucks. Your team is bad. And, oh, well, if you don't like it, go find a new team. Well, maybe they will, and maybe they'll stop supporting your program, and that $5 million salary might not be able to get paid anymore if people stop showing up. I thought it was bad form. It, it was weird attacking the fans like that. It just I, I can't stand stuff like that. Do what Muschamp did. It doesn't make a difference because Muschamp isn't going to save his job, but Muschamp, after they got smoked by A&M, said, because he got booed. The team got booed last Saturday in their home stadium. He said, I hope they're pissed off. They need to be. What's so hard about that message? The product's not good. We're working hard. We're going to make it better. I'm glad you're mad. It means you care. Instead of attacking them the way you did. I thought it was awful.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I do enjoy seeing some divisiveness in the state fan base. from the from the other from the other side of it, but no, I didn't like it either. Man, Leach is. You look at Dan Mullen, Joe Moorhead, Mike Leach. You got three coaches with completely different offensive systems and rosters. It's going to take a couple years, man. You look at Mississippi State. I mean, going back to Eric Moles, Mississippi State is not known as a place that sends wide receivers to the NFL. All those guys go to Ole Miss, and man, they don't have the skill position talent right now. And they need a lot of guys in that leech system to make it work. I mean, he's going to have to completely overhaul it through recruiting and transfers and JUCOs to get his guys in there because, you know, right now you're trying to run an air raid with guys that will not be playing anywhere near Sunday, I can tell you that. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, so uh, you said earlier, I wanted to touch on this. I can't believe I didn't ask right away. Uh, so you got to meet with Lane Kiffin. What was that like?
1: Well, it was pretty – it was cool, but he kind of – I, I tried to not – I'm a high-energy guy, but I kind of dialed it back because I'm hoping I'll be doing a lot more stuff with Lane Kiffin so I didn't want to freak him out the first time I met him. Um, but, man, he, you know, it was, it was 23 hours before Auburn kickoff. He came, kind of said hello. I took a picture. He made a funny comment under his breath. He's like, you really are a high-energy guy, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I, I just said, good luck in the game tomorrow, coach. He gave me a sign visor. I appreciate your time, and that's what it was. Uh, he, in person, what's funny is he's such a monster behind Twitter, behind the keyboard, but he's really detached and doesn't say too much uh, from what I hear, which is very ironic because if you follow his Twitter, he says a lot. So he's kind of one of those guys that maybe he's a little more comfortable behind the, behind typing it out on social media, but he was cool to me, and I uh, really appreciate old Mrs. athletic department. Uh, You know, like I said, it's just awesome of them to embrace this. And, you know, whatever I can do to be a positive representative of Ole Miss and Oxford, I'm here to do, I I certainly love both of
0: them. All right, speaking of Ole Miss, let's uh, look at a few of these games this weekend, starting, of course, with the one involving Ole Miss. If it wasn't for COVID, Will Muschamp probably would be out the door already, but he's still on the hot seat. Uh, This game this weekend, I said earlier – Um, I think it was on Monday's podcast, and I think Ole Miss can make a statement this weekend. Not that South Carolina is any good or beating South Carolina means anything major, because it's not a good team, but running up stats and numbers against Vanderbilt is nice. If you're able to beat South Carolina the way you can, I think it makes a real statement in a year where you've had a couple of losses that probably should have been wins.
1: No, I feel the same way. South Carolina's last two games, they lost by a combined final score of 127 to LSU and A&M. I mean, they're obviously reeling. Ole Miss, you know, coming off a bye, fairly healthy, considering where we are in the season and what's going on with COVID. Uh, I feel really good about the Rebels. They're a 10-point favorite. But, I mean, we know Ole Miss is going to score a lot of points. And, I mean, South Carolina is going to have to have a, uh, a lot better offensive day than I've seen the last few weeks to keep up. So, I feel pretty good about, about Ole Miss winning by two or three touchdowns uh, and scoring a good amount of points. I mean, I, I think 41-27, something like that.
0: Yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's crazy to, to think about this weekend now that everything's kind of gone to hell. I mean, you've got three games canceled. You've got A&M-Tennessee that's getting moved. You have Mississippi State-Auburn that's getting moved. You have LSU-Alabama, which is getting moved. And that's probably a, a merciful thing, if nothing else, for for LSU, because that game would have been a disaster. Yeah. Um, any other game this weekend? I mean, there's not a whole lot to look forward to now. Arkansas-Florida, I guess, is interesting, but Florida's a heavy favorite and no Sam Pittman. Is there anything else college football-wise that you're looking forward to this weekend? Well,
1: the, the, the Fleet Bay Franks going back to Florida is mildly interesting. But to see, because they are catching Florida at a good spot coming off. I mean, you know, Florida's obviously rolling. That first half last week scored 38 points against Georgia. Yeah, I mean, that was and that was a show. I mean, that was one of the most impressive offensive performances I've ever seen. Um, but, ma- you know, maybe Florida will catch them napping a, nap a little bit and can fight. Uh, Georgia's got a bounce-back spot against Missouri, obviously, last week. I'm curious to see what happens with their quarterback situation. Uh, you kind of said it, man. COVID's set in. And I'm sad to see that COVID's hit the high school football real hard, in Louisiana and Mississippi, too, right as they're hitting the playoffs. But, you know, you got to give credit. At least people have tried to make the best of the season. It's been a lot better than having no season at all. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Ole Miss hopefully beat South Carolina pretty bad. and You know, I, I really am already just hoping we get to have Ole Miss LSU and Baton Rouge still because, you know, one of my things up here, I want to see Ole Miss LSU become fun again, tipping an origin on. If Ole Miss can beat LSU this year, I mean, I know that they're bad, but that would be a step in the right direction of that happening. Well,
0: for sure. You mentioned high school football. I know you spent some time in Oxford, as you said. Uh, Lafayette County High School uh, was supposed to be playing a playoff game here in a couple of days, and they had some COVID positives. The team had to quarantine, and they had to forfeit their playoff game on Friday.
1: Man, yeah, I hate that a lot. I've seen a lot of that out of Louisiana too. uh It's just it's unfortunate for those kids. But at least they, you know, they've had a lot more of a seat. It's been a lot better than having nothing. And bringing football back has brought some positivity to such a negative year. And so, you know, I'm glad to see everybody's at least trying and. You know, on a greater note, too, at least we got some positive vaccine hopes this week. Uh, so, you know, maybe, you know, this too shall pass eventually. Yeah.
0: How about your Saints, by the way? The most – so one of these stat advanced stats websites said that the Saints' performance against Tampa Bay was the best performance for an NFL team in a decade.
1: Look, I think it was. I mean, you look at the thing I'm saying, now that Marcus Davenport is finally emerging – because I know a lot of people are getting frustrated with him. He's in his third year. They traded two first-round picks to get him. He's had a lot of injuries. But, man, if he's emerging with Cam Jordan and David Yamada, that defensive line, that was one of the most ferocious defensive line performances I've ever seen, ever. And I don't care if they got Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Grant. when you beat somebody at the line of scrimmage like that and their quarterback's 43 years old and they can't move, you pretty much render them worthless. And uh, I didn't see that performance coming because the Saints have been winning every game by three. Also love the way Sean Payton used to. You could tell he saved a lot of the Taysom Hill stuff for that game. Just judging by you saw Hill throwing the ball a lot more than we've seen. Tampa was just snapped putting eight guys in the box when he came in and he completed a few passes. I thought in the 53-year history of the New Orleans Saints, that was the best road performance ever. I've seen them beat people in the Superdome like that, but I've never seen anything in a big game like that on the road. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, throwing it out to the universe, can Drew Brees maybe pull the Peyton? Love to see him try to pull the Peyton Manning on his on his way out, and get that second one, uh, and retire into the sunset. I know that that's a pretty bold statement that I probably wasn't saying a week ago. But when after that performance, you got to start saying there's definitely a chance. Seriously,
0: especially in the wind and the rain like that, and if the defensive line keeps playing like that, I don't know who can beat them. Definitely not San Francisco uh, on Sunday. One more thing, and then I'll let you go. I know you're a busy oh, you're guy. You're about to get into the, the HQ and, and get your day started. Uh, the Masters, do you have any – I don't know if you're a, a big golf gambling guy, but the Masters kind of brings it out of everybody. Do you have any picks this weekend?
1: Oh, well, Masters is all, it's all about being a good putter, and so I look for the guys with good short games. Man, I know it's, I like, I, I know it's kind of chalk, but I think DJ's got a great chance to look at the year. Uh, the year he's had, I, I like him a lot this week, but I, I, I know everybody always gets hyped. Uh, I'm, Jordan Spee's been struggling so much that I don't think he's going to even make the cut. I like betting against him to make the cut. Uh, I've got some picks on head to head matchups. I'm going to give out on pick Central later today. Uh, I'm, I like golf. I wouldn't say I'm like a super fan, but I definitely pay attention to it enough to talk about it a little if I need to.
0: Well, especially this weekend, considering college football, there's just kind of, (laughs) it's not a whole lot there anymore. Um, Just simply uh, not that many games, so maybe the Masters will will be a forefront. Uh, He's Barstool Mincy, M-I-N-T-Z-Y on Twitter. Uh, Follow him there along with almost 14,000 people now. Ben, uh, enjoy, keep... Killing it up there, in New York. Always appreciate your time, especially now that you've hit it big time. You're still giving time for us down here in Mississippi. I, no, I, I, feel,
1: that, I feel I feel appreciate you too, man. Like I said, uh, you know I've known you a while, and anything I can do to reach this fan base, I'm going to continue to do. And uh, y'all keep giving me feedback on my Twitter, if people are liking and what they're not liking. You know, we're going to keep tweaking it. I read every message I get, and uh, you know, I'm just here, like I said, to represent Ole Miss and Oxford as well as I can. So thank you for your time.
0: You're the best, Ben. We'll uh, we'll talk again soon, hopefully. Take it easy, man. That's Ben Mintz, and that'll uh, end the podcast here. So thank you so much for making the show a part of your day. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky. As always, follow Ben Barstool Mincy on Twitter. Go by LBs and see Greg, and I will talk to you again with picks on Friday. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.